Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. And I'm Lindsay Sanders. Oh, 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 oh. I feel like Colonel Sanders in our midst. It's me. Uh, I'm a highly <laughs> ranking <laughs> woman. Uh, you guys, I feel like we should have had you say your first and last names too to... But hey, that's my new last name, you guys. Lindsay Sanders. You should have went Lindsay... Ru- uh-uh, Sanders. I just like become Cheryl Sanders and they're like, we don't even, it's a whole new co-host. Oh my God, Lindsay, Cheryl Sanders was Cheryl a- Cheryl Sanders is a person. That's the Facebook Wait. CMO. No. No, the Cheryl Sandberg. Cheryl <laughs> Sanders. <laughs> Who's Cheryl Sanders? Cheryl Sanders was a local Detroit <laughs> meteorologist, I think, or at least a newscaster. She's also an American stunt woman, if you're Googling. Yeah, she is an American <laughs> stunt woman. Oh, lean in, Lens. Oh, yeah, she's in Back to the Future, too. <laughs> we are so excited. We have been recording this in a season two style where we've done it all kind of out of whack because <laughs> we wanted to make sure that Lindsay could actually enjoy her wedding. And this is the first time that we're, we're recording now that you're back and all together, which is so exciting. It's all officially happened <laughs> in like, it's like in the, you know, multiverse of everything. It was two weekends ago from right now when we're recording. And on Danny's head right now, he is wearing the party favor and late night snack. It was a chip clip. Yes, you guys, I did have Doritos at my wedding after all, as much as I try to lean away. I hate when people associate me with chips. I hate it. I hate it. Not me. Don't you dare. Couldn't be me. We played trivia. Uh, Well, first of all, the trivia. Danny, I kept the card. That's the one card I kept. Lindsay found the card. First of all, the chip clip says, total chip clips of the heart. Lindsay and Caleb, it's adorable. And we'll be holding everything from chips to salad. You guys, the DJ was supposed to play that song when he announced that there was a late night snack and you could go get chips with the chip clip and he didn't. He did everything else right. He was, we'll talk about him later. The (laughs) DJ was too busy wearing white. On your wedding day. White lace. And clearing the room by dropping a motherfucker as the first song. Like, we need to teach him that he has to give warnings to people. He should, I mean. Zero. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What was his name for anybody looking for a DJ in the North Carolina region? His name (laughs) is Shay, S-H-A-E, and his last name is Waters. But he also includes his middle initial, which is D. So his name is DJ Shady Waters. And he was incredible. 
he was a life of the party. He was also wearing like gold toed boots. He had long like gray hair and this like oh, very yeah. fancy white lace shirt. And <laughs> he was co-DJing with his wife whose name was Flea. Like it was just, it was insane. It felt like out of the episode of Shit's Creek. Like that's what that little town sort of felt like to me. Yes. Uh, so DJ was amazing. The dancing was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Chip clips at the end of the night resulted in just drunk and yelling in kitchens. Oh, yeah. For no reason. <laughs> we shut it down until like three in the morning. We got to go on the lake. Everyone was together all weekend. All of my dream, it was like exactly what I envisioned, except for one tiny little rain snafu on Friday. But other than that, I feel like there were so many other things that could go wrong, and they didn't. Rain on your wedding day or your wedding weekend, yeah. in your case, it's a good omen. So, you know. You guys, do you know this tradition? Because Megan, my best friend Megan, who's from Mississippi, it starts raining and she grabs a little, she like goes frantically searching for a container and goes to put it outside because she goes, I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm collecting the rainwater so that you can baptize your baby with it someday. I was like, what are you talking about? A Southern tradition is that if it rains on your wedding day, you're supposed to save that rainwater. And if you have a child, you baptize them with that water. Will water like even last that long? Like doesn't it evaporate? I feel like it would get moldy. Like funky. Yeah. Here's some stagnant ass water to pour over my beautiful (laughs) newborn's head. It rained on my wedding day. Should have dug it into a puddle in Detroit. That would have ended well. Here's some bacteria on your head. My baby's septic. You'd like freeze it, I guess. Like you do your wedding cake. You freeze this water and then you thaw it out. Okay. Science. (laughs) Yeah, just throw it at your baby. So you're drinking a Diet Coke with your baptism water, ice cube. Um, Okay, so speaking of bodies of water, Obvious highlight was being in the lake and you had like had all these pontoons. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. We spent all day on this beautiful lake. And then the next night or whatever, we were doing trivia at the rehearsal <laughs> dinner. And speaking of like not loving references of chips, it was like, what What does Lindsay love? Chips. <laughs> but the obvious highlight that I'm so excited that I got to witness firsthand was when you asked the question, how deep is Lake Nantanhala? And you would, the seven of us, you would think at the table, had never seen a lake in our entire lives. (laughs) Never. I'll admit that I said, I know that Lake Nantanhala is too deep to anchor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I asked the question, how long is a rope? And I got heckled for that. (laughs) As long as you want it to be, is the answer. Well, I know 12 inches is a shoelace. You know, a million is... I forgot you asked this. That deductive reasoning, ropes come in all... I know, guys, how long is a rope? Okay, if we can, if we can nail down the size of a rope, I think we can make some good estimates Well, it's more than here. a rope. I know that. Okay, well, so my guess was rope-dependent. Allie Lefebvre, how deep did you... Okay, hold What on. was your first time, right? I want to preface my answer by saying the day before, Lindsay gave me the answer to this question. And I misremembered it. So when I went to write it down, instead of writing down 200 feet, which was the answer, I kept insisting it was 200,000 feet. <laughs> and Marco backed me up. Marco was all I, in on 200,000 feet. He said everyone was bullying me at the table and I was right. Mark is the opposite of a lemming. He's like, if they don't want it, then yes, it must be 200,000 feet. I thought you said 20,000 and he said, I actually think it's higher. 
No, you guys started it. No, two hundred. We started at two hundred, <laughs> and then we started to bring it down. That's why it's crossed out. We crossed the zeros out from right to left on the paper. So as we started to debate it, <laughs> I started to realize. I kept going. I know she said two hundred. Like I was really locked in on that. <laughs> And I was insistent. I would have like put my life on the line. As we started to talk about like how many stories high things were and like 10 feet in a story and I think of a 20 story building. As we started to do some like rationalization, I started to cross off the zeros and go, guys, maybe she said 200. We were all doing these mental gymnastics to try and make 200,000 feet deep work. But we were all like, well, Mount Everest is 15,000 feet. Do you think that this like, and somebody's like, well, is it man man-made? I'm like, I don't care. If it's Godzilla meat, Godzilla couldn't fire 200,000 feet into the earth to fill a little lake, Nantanhala. Danny, Darlene was saying that you and Marco were going, well, with the mountains, actually the, the sea level is adjusted. Sea level depends on what you're considering. Right, we were like, well, if the glacier, glaciers must have been, like, even a glacier is it Huge. Glaciers are huge. Glaciers are not 100,000 feet, let alone 200. You guys, they were like, how, how, what's the diameter of the earth? <laughs> Is that over 200,000 feet? <laughs> it's like, no, it's oh. smaller than that. We're bigger than 200,000. But I just Googled the deepest lake in the U.S. Uh, Is only like 19, 1,900 feet. <laughs> 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 we're so off. And it somehow, would, just the biggest zit on the planet Earth is Lake Nantanhala <laughs> at 200. It goes right to the other side of the world. <laughs> yes. We were talking about Stranger Things earlier. That is the upside down. So, uh, so. we ended up still putting down 2,000, which is like also crazy. That's deeper than the deepest lake. <laughs> that was the compromise. Danny, did you end up putting 2,000? And I was going, guys, I think I was wrong. I think it's now 200 as I'm really re- um, revisiting this conversation. You were literally in too deep, Allie. <laughs> I was, I was. <laughs> I was. <sighs> Man, that was so funny. It was so much fun. And I just loved the, just because we we're all like in that community because we all stayed mm-hmm. nearby. And uh-huh. we got to like hang out with everybody. and We hot tubbed. I was like in everybody's gossip. I loved it all. You guys, I heard that you kept getting warned about bears at your cabin. No one told me when we booked this place that there, I guess there are, of course, there are bears in the mountain. We were told at the very end of the yeah. night, like, make sure there aren't any Doritos out because the bears will come. We were like, bears? Love Doritos? But your your cabin was called like the bear's lair or something, right? Yeah, Sexual. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was in all the materials we got when we checked in and then we had a Wi-Fi snafu when we first got there. So I got on the horn with the actual owner of the cabin and I was shooting the breeze with her. And her daughter was like taking her baby to the hospital to deliver. I'm like, it's not oh a big God. deal. You can call me back. It's not an issue. But I was on the house phone and she again reminded me about the bear, the bear threat. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like real quick. Oh God. I did one time at a bachelor party that was in the woods. We were told, you know, put all the food away, but then I got inebriated. And at the end of the night, I made myself a peanut butter and sausage sandwich. Okay, Matt LaFever. And I left it out. And there we got bears on our campsite. (laughs) So my friend, you know, was just like going to take a leak. It was like, ah. (gasps) That's so scary. Don't do it. Bad news. So Danny, I want you to tell everybody what your and Marco's rental car was and then what you learned about yourself in relation to that car? Because it's a pretty big moment in anybody's life when they realize (laughs) what kind of car person they are. That's tough. Well, I rented (laughs) us a a Mustang. And when I got to 
the rental place, I had the choice between a gray one and a bright neon highlighter yellow one. And <laughs> YOLO all the way. I obviously chose that one. And it was so much fun to drive to beat to like have the top down and we were driving in Atlanta and then all the curvy I knew we were gonna drive on the curvy roads and so I was so excited. Marco's favorite part. <laughs> yeah, so excited he'd puke. <laughs> I thought I'd feel like Ken, you know, I thought I was gonna be like so masculine and like this is my Mustang. <laughs> But I'm a Barbie. <laughs> and I was just cruising my way through all these very conservative c- cities on the way to North Carolina. Uh, it was it was motorcycle rest stop the whole way in. Just yeah. one trucker or motorcycle stop. I'm like picturing you two flying by curves in this neon. <laughs> it was not yellow Mustang friendly. Well, the best part is like actually not flying by curves. Like at one point we we're on these this curvy road and it's really scary. So I'm going like nine miles per hour and this motorcycle like zips around me. So it's like, <laughs> douche gets the brightest car. You're like can't even I can't drive. drive. <laughs> I loved it. I am a convertible person. I just am yeah. convertible Barbie. Well, I think you you said when you were pulling out of the driveway <laughs> that you're like, I think I'm a Mustang guy. Like that is yeah. that is quite the statement. I love Mustangs. I love taking my top off and just letting it all hang out. <laughs> well, you rode that in style. It was it was a beautiful send off. We listened to musicals on the way home on the drive. So we were in our Mustangs in North Georgia, just fucking <laughs> le- letting Little Shop of Horrors out <laughs> and not caring about it for a minute. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. We took the opposite direction and we decided that we need the uh, safest, largest SUV with four wheel drive humanly <laughs> possible because... My anxiety was at a, a thousand on the drive-in. And you took a special route that has a name. I sure did. I took the tail of the dragon, which didn't realize that at the time. I was basically looking for the most efficient route in, and that was flying into Knoxville and driving to the location where the wedding was. And I failed to realize that it is like an infamous drive <laughs> through the Smoky Mountains 318 hairpin turns. 318 hairpin turns only across 11 miles. That's how curved, like- 11 miles? Just 11, within 11 miles, there's 318 turns. Condensed. It is, if you're a passenger, you are looking <laughs> straight over the cliff with zero guardrails. There's absolutely no shoulder to the road. I, I said, hairpin turn, go slower, a hundred thousand times on the drive. Matt said, I was the worst part of the drive-in. <laughs> I was, he said, I was worse than at the risk of flying off the mountainside. I was so He's like, I'm just going to freaking do it at this point. <laughs> yeah. You guys, when we're describing uh, this of like lakes, trivia, no Wi-Fi, curvy roads, like it sounds like I invited everyone on the amazing race. I was like, if you survive, you can come to our wedding. You, like, yeah. Bears. <laughs> you get a chip clip. It was worth it. What you get is a plastic chip clip. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we also, so I missed this on the Friday night, but Lindsay, you had an underwear party. Oh my gosh. Wait. A lingerie party. An underpants party. Get it right. Which, listener, a lingerie party, do you wear lingerie <laughs> too or no? Because I thought you did, but I didn't make it there Danny, in time, which is a blessing wait, for all. This, wait, let me just re-clarify this. Danny asked me, so Danny and I hung out. Was it the week before? The week it was before. The week before. Yeah. We left for the wedding. And we were out at a uh, an ABBA cover band concert in my neighborhood. <laughs> and Marco and Danny 
ask me what I'm wearing to the lingerie party because they thought they were supposed to wear lingerie. <laughs> the lingerie shower, you guys. You just keep calling it a party. Yeah, it's not even a lingerie party. It's, <laughs> it's a shower. A shower. <laughs> Very relaxed gathering. <laughs> Had to break your heart, Danny, and say, um, no, I don't think we're supposed to wear lingerie's costumes, but I'll ask. <laughs> But I, I should have just lied to you. Like, beautiful idea. And the only message I heard for that was, I'll ask. So the next day I'm like, so what's the verdict? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what did she say? Because Lindsay and I were joking. It's like, Danny and Marco cannot comprehend what it's like to show up to a party that it has a theme. Dress for. Yeah. That you do not arrive in costume. That it's like, it feels like, well, something's missing here. Like, I don't, this like, can't possibly be a party. Do you dress up as a baby when you go to baby showers? Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, obviously. I hope so. Uh, oh, but the best part about the shower that my sister and Allie and Megan threw for me was, it was Taylor Swift themed. Sure was. And like, I can't even begin, like, there were all these custom stickers that we put on cups. What were the, it was like um, gold rush bomb, mm-hmm. loving you is bread. Mm-hmm. Champagne, there was a champagne problems one. Champagne toast problems or something. There was mildest dreams. Yeah. <laughs> there was, oh God, Lindsay, I have to send you this spreadsheet. I was just, I went mental coming up because the original idea was. Oh yeah, Camp Santa Hela. It was to do as many food theme Taylor Swift <laughs> puns as possible. <laughs> there was just so many stupid, silly ideas. I'll have to share with you the spreadsheet. <laughs> I think you'll appreciate it. Like, I feel like people should use it. Obviously, some of those are customized to me, but it was so fun. They made cookies that said Caleb is the one, and it looked like the font from the one. And it was like disco balls and butterfly clips. And like, it was this perfect, it was just the most fun, perfect theme ever. And it only would have been made better if Danny and Marco had made it in time to show up in their robes and lingerie. Just our harnesses. <laughs> Lindsay, I said it should be called a lingerie party. L-Y-N. <gasps> Emma kept referring <laughs> to that. I think that's genius. I love okay, it. Okay, good, good. I love it. <laughs> you love Taylor Swift and your name is Lindsay. You can absolutely <laughs> borrow this theme. You're going to love it. Easy peasy. <laughs> you love food. <laughs> oh, wait, Lindsay. The original idea for it was that it was going to be a dip party. It was going to be a oh. Taylor Swift Themed dip party. (laughs) So many things. So the idea was I dipped something bad. That was the idea for the name of it. But then we, it pivoted a little bit. So (laughs) maybe next time. Oh my God. Well, instead of wearing lingerie, we brought lingerie. Oh my gosh. We haven't posted a picture of it yet, have we? We have not posted a photo. So I'll post this this week so that if you're listening to this, you'll get it. Allie? Yes. What'd you bring? Well, Danny and I went in on a gift together and everyone, first of all, let's just set the stage that everyone but Lindsay, these beautiful, sexy, lacy, elegant, just gorgeous pieces of lingerie. Just, you know, something that would really light Caleb's fire. Just heirloom pieces. <laughs> heirloom pieces. Pass these down to your grandchildren. Danny and I <laughs> took it in a different direction. <laughs> Stinkus and Dinkus over here. Stinkus and Dinkus roll in. Got Lindsay her first Gryffindor cosplay lacy lingerie number. So that was one piece. It had the Gryffindor tie. It had like a gray lace top. It had the French cut bottoms. It had the little like um, the thigh things too. Uh Uh-huh. The garter. 
Yeah, little garter uh, <laughs> snapperoos, whatever those are called. The tiny tie is the best part. It was the piece I opened last because there were all these little pieces. It was all lacy and like Gryffindor <laughs> colors. And then I was like, oh no, the tiny tie. Uh-oh. And then Danny, you describe part two of a gift. So then we got her, um, well, first of all, underpants that have a repeating collage of Caleb and Ron's face, her two loves. <laughs> and then also her very own real manifestation of the black cloth thong (laughs) that obviously has the swallows on it. So when she and Caleb are getting frisky, she can think of us. It's perfect. Caleb's thrilled. It's all he ever wanted as an avid listener of the pod. (laughs) (laughs) This one's for you, Caleb. Loves it. He's listened a million times through. (laughs) I'll post those um, this week if they're not already posted. I can take pictures too. They're so funny. Wait, Lindsay, really (laughs) I just was looking at that list of dumb ideas yeah. and I just saw one of my ideas for a dip was Baba Ganu Romantics. <laughs> it's really, I was really digging deep on that but one it, for you. Because it sounds like, baby, we're the Baba, we're the Goosh No Mantics. <laughs> it's almost perfect. I just, I looked down and I was just Baba, shocked. we're the Goosh No Mantics. Oh. oh, it's so stupid. Anyway. We could talk about my wedding forever But we do have one other really important anecdote to talk about before we get into the story. A tiny bit of housekeeping, but an enormous thing happened when Danny tried to showboat and take the spotlight off of me onto there. I'm just (laughs) kidding. But you may have seen it if you follow us on Instagram. Any of us are fangasm. A incredibly worthwhile moment from Danny and Marco's wedding went viral. Danny, will you explain it? It's the best, best thing. Uh, Yes, it is so exciting. I'm so grateful. Marco's vows to me, the premise was that he grew up loving Lizzie McGuire, didn't we all? And so when he was looking for a partner, he thought it would be her. (laughs) And he realized through the process of processing that, that instead of looking for his Lizzie McGuire, he actually was, is Lizzie McGuire. (laughs) And he should have been spending his time looking for his Gordo, which is me. So it was- So perfect. And and then he broke down all the lyrics to This Is What Dreams Are Made Of, uh, line by line, how we made it happen. So anyway, it was it was the most beautiful and funny set of vows. And when he posted it, it went quite viral. And so the queen herself, Hilary Duff, not only saw it, but reached out directly to send us a wedding gift, which is so exciting. So we don't know what it is going to be, but whatever it is, it's going to be framed and likely placed next to our ketubah. Truly. If it's a signed poster or whatever. And then... All these like outlets have kind of picked it up. So People Magazine posted about it. E posted about it. We had an interview with Insider. And then we do a two-parter, like one on the vows and one on like our full wedding, which is very exciting. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. No way. That was yesterday. We had an interview. So anyway, who knows? But I was reflecting that, you know, not to take it too heavy, too fast, but just to have a gay marriage that is so widely accepted and people love and um, clearly... If you're looking to meet a celebrity, just make your entire vows. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. So special. It was unbelievable. The way I saw it is I saw it in my Twitter feed because someone I follow who has a large following, they reposted it. And then it was just, the coolest part was obviously as your friend and seeing all the beautiful comments underneath and how people were so excited and they were delighted and obviously that got posted on a pretty heavy day in our country. And so I think it was just this amazing bright spot mm-hmm. that people had a reason to smile and joke and laugh. And oh, it was awesome. So I was like texting you guys at like nine in the morning 
And Mark, you guys, this is like the best day of our life. Oh, and then I ran into Danny at the Apple store later. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. We're just putzing around. Yeah. And you were just like, just overjoyed. Cause it just like, what a day. It kept getting better and better with all these like different acknowledgements. And then Hillary herself. Oh my Lord. Our queen. Yeah. It was, it was so much fun. I'm surprised at how many people I know that follow Hillary Duff. Like Allie and I were joking that like we were talking about it and we're just like just a hair too old to have been really, really like hunkered down into the Lizzie McGuire universe. Duff heads. Yeah, we were, <laughs> but like appreciate it, love it, whatever, love her. But like the amount of people who met you guys at my wedding and were DMing me of like, did you see this? And like, I was like, yeah, I was there. I was in the third row. <laughs> me and Caleb were weeping. So yeah. You, you can hear my laugh. Yeah. Oh, I was taking jello shots while this was happening. My groomsman, my best man Gabe was like, you know, you cropped it just a little tight because <laughs> nobody else is in it. But um, dang it, it is so much fun and I love it. And I love the people love it. And, you know, everyone's like, what about yours? I'm like, mine were fabulous. Will not resonate in the same way as, <laughs> as that. So it was, um, it was an incredible and I'm. I'm feeling the love. It's so great. It was awesome, Danny. I think I told you this, Danny, but I wasn't sure if I told Lindsay. My mom actually saw it before I did. She saw it the night before. Really? On TikTok? Is a Nance on TikTok? Her boss saw it on TikTok. And then Nance saw it from TikTok. Yeah. And then my high school pals also saw it before I saw it. So they were already caught up to speed oh on this like viral moment before, you know, Lindsay and I even sniffed it. Sheesh. So <laughs> some people reached out, I guess it was on Kiss FM today. Like, I don't know, like what did they play a clip of it? But um cute. They do like fun news moments for the week. Is that Ryan Seacrest? But I'm like, how do I see that? Like now it's in the radio history, but Anyway, who knows where it'll pop up next? We'll find it. Kiss FM. It's like 103.5, right? Sorry. Mm -hmm. It's our local Chicago. So, so much fun. Um, Allie, you mentioned that the uh, <laughs> the Hillary Duff moment came out in a, a dark time for our history. And we just recognized that if you're American, Roe v. Wade, which was the Supreme Court ruling that gave everybody equal access to abortion, was overturned, which is maddening and insanely terrible, not only for people that it's immediately affecting, but because of the way that it will be abused. So we already know that mm -hmm. it's going to be used to limit the rights of the LGBTQIA plus community. It's going to be used in ways that we can't even fathom. And so the hot, hot action that we've been promoting in the past couple of weeks is even more important than ever before. And so I think by now, technically, it'll be past June and we are going to try and save some stickers, but we were so proud of all the action that was taken over the last few weeks and got to get out a lot of the stickers. But if you are still interested in taking action, please do so. Please tag us and spread the word because now is a time to really stand up. And in the spirit of our podcast, it's important to stand up for people who are getting fucked. So uh, yes. <laughs> there is a lot of um, people who need your support and your fire and your energy and your passion. So perfect. Love it, Danny. And you can look on our Instagram for all those roles and how that works. But mm -hmm. essentially, you send us a receipt of the donation you've made and we will send you one of our OG classic Potterotica stickers. You can email it to us at hi at fangasmpodcast.com or DM it to us on any of the socials and we will cash it in. Great. So after a 40 minute intro that if you love us, you <laughs> loved this. And if you want the story, you've already fast forwarded. But let's. If you hated it, you've already <laughs> left a review saying, just stop talking. More story. If you don't want us to be happy and be having a monumental year, 
what the frick happened in episode five? It was our Legolas and Gimli hookup, right? Sure was. It was Danny's uh, shining moment with his uh, voice acting. So (laughs) I'm going to stick it in ya. (laughs) Right behind. I'm going to make you so wet. (laughs) Show me that big (laughs) ring of yours. So basically what happened is Legolas and Gimli stumbled across some orcs (laughs) They fought them, took care of them, and then the black cloth took care of Legolas and Gimli. <laughs> a little thank you. Woo. Legolas tied his hair up in a topsy tail, and um, and then those two had a vodka Gimli, got a little frisky, pulled out the topsy tail black uh, cloth, and orgasm of a lifetime. And then I think the black cloth just kind of fluttered off into another dimension. Has it left yet? I don't think it's left yet. A relative strong gust of wind causing no them to curl it owned the black cloth having been caught in the cross breeze flew out the window and into the setting sky. <gasps> so we don't know where X. So it's off to its next sexual encounter. It got the two towers erect and now now <laughs> off to the next. <laughs> you know where it flew to? It flew to Nandahela and I caught it <laughs> <laughs> for my wedding gift. Her <laughs> wedding night. Absolutely. You guys, we made the orc G joke, but we didn't do an orcgasm. <laughs> That'd be good too. Orcgasm. So now we're, I think this episode's going to open in a new dimension, I imagine. It has to, yeah. We'll find out. I guess, yeah, a new setting. It's not in their house anymore. So they're going to wake up and have a DTR. Should we, should we just release episode one? Episode 6A is our whole story about <laughs> us. Bonus. And then episode 6B is the actual episode. <laughs> no, we just need to put, we need to put in the notes. We spent 30 minutes talking about our personal lives. So fast forward if you want, but also if you're a real fan. Okay, well, I think it's me reading. Lindsay Sanders. Woo! First time reading on the pod. Okay, let's see who she is. <laughs> let's see if she can read. <laughs> Did she learn how to read? Uh, okay, let's do it. As the sun began its descent and night began to fall, two old wizards stood on a balcony admiring the beauty. This could be a few things. (laughs) From somewhere above them, a small black cloth drifted down slowly to land across Saruman the White's glass of wine. Oh, we did not go to another fandom. Wow. Okay. We're still in Rivendell. Wait, Danny, your two towers joke will be perfect for an episode (laughs) title, I think. (laughs) Um, what is this? He asked aloud, holding it up. Gandalf looked over to see what he was talking about. <laughs> I'm not sure, Gandalf said, reaching out to touch the soft silken cloth. A gift from the elves, maybe? Saruman stared at it, feeling the magic washing softly over his skin. Maybe, he said, but I don't think so. I know elf magic, and this feels different, otherworldly. Hmm, Gandalf replied. Perhaps we should put this mystery on hold till the morning when we've slept off the wine. Oh! <gasps> Wow, this fairy wine is really... Gandong the Great is about to (laughs) rear his head. Gandong. Gandong. (laughs) He tied the cloth around his wrist. Huge mistake. (laughs) As to not lose track of it. As soon as the knot was completed, he felt it. The magic completely enveloped his body, dulling all of his senses. He felt like he was on cloud nine, completely at peace. Gandalf reached out a hand and his... Soon as he touched Saruman's wrist, the magic spread to him, both of them lost in the magic, feeling as if they were floating through a dream. Desire began to build in their bellies, and old passions burst forward to the front of their consciousness, long hidden away and ignored. Overwhelmed with old feelings and passions reignited, the two quickly found themselves back in the bedroom, lips pressed together, tongues intertwined, each seemingly trying to devour the other. 
They pulled back from each other, each of them smoothing out their beards, never breaking eye contact. Mm-hmm. After all this time, Gandong, Gandong whispered. <laughs> Always, replied Saramon. I never stopped. And suddenly oh. they were on each other again. And realizing they're both huge Harry Potter fans. Huge <laughs> Harry Potter fan. <laughs> Love Harry Potter. Always. <laughs> Robes in a pile on the floor, flesh against flesh. Gandong pushed Saramon back into the bed and knelt between his knees, <laughs> lowering his mouth onto his waiting cock. The old wizard threw his head back in ecstasy at the feel of Gandong's mouth engulfing his entire length. They had longed for each other for so long, but something had always gotten in their way. Tonight, there were no obstacles, only testicles. No distractions, <laughs> just two old friends finally coming together in perfect harmony. No distractions, only dick stretches. <laughs> <laughs> Gandalf... As Gandong worked his cock, Saramon began to moan. Oh, perfect. Louder and louder until he finally pushed him back. My turn, he said out of breath. But instead of laying him down as Gandong had him, he moved around the bed, placing himself behind him and forcing him onto his belly. He retrieved the small bottle of massage oil that had been stowed in the night table (laughs) beside the bed, slathering his cock and Gandong's anus, small droplets beating on the curly white hairs that ran the length of his crack. Gandong groaned at the feel of Saramon's hands against the sensitive part of him. His cock twitched, trapped between the bed and his stomach. A moment later, he felt Saramon pressing into him. He'd never felt so good, so relaxed. Saramon slid in with ease, and Gandong began to move against him. Their pace was slow as they moved in sync with one another, almost like a dance. The Wango? (laughs) (laughs) I have a question. In the original Lord of the Rings, were they an item ever? Like explicitly? Or is that fabricated for this story? Like, did they ever have a thing? Man, I don't know that. No. I know that in the fandom, there's a lot of shipping with Galadriel and I believe Gandalf. Okay. Anyway, I don't think Gandalf and Saruman have history. Okay, I wasn't sure if there's anything ever like implied or hinted at in the actual fandom. Not that I know of. Saramon pulled out suddenly, flipping Gandong over onto his back and pinning his legs back by his head. Both of them surprisingly spry for their age. Wow. I feel like it's the power of the black cloth. <laughs> the white hair, black cloth, can't lose. <laughs> Locking eyes, Saramon re-entered him, wrapping a hand around Gandong's cock as he thrust into him. Falling into a steady rhythm of thrust and stroking, it wasn't long before Gandong began moving against him, more and more frantically, begging for more, faster, more. Saramon did his best to comply, throwing his beard over his shoulder so that he could get a better <laughs> view of what he was doing to his oldest friend. <laughs> I've never had that happen before. Gandong let out a loud cry as he began to come. Lines of cum coated his chest and beard as his body shook with pleasure. <laughs> he had a tight grip on Saramon's hands as he thrust in one last time, hard and fast. Gandong ripped mm. the cloth from his wrist as Saramon arched his back, lost in his orgasm. Wave after wave of pleasure racked his body. Saramon had never felt anything like it before. As soon as the cloth was removed, every feeling, every touch intensified, almost to the point of pain, but never crossing that threshold leaving him lost in his own bliss, unaware of his surroundings. He collapsed next to Gandong, more at peace than he'd been since he was a child. He turned Mm. onto his side and pulled Gandong into him, spooning him. Gandong wriggled a little as Saramon's beard tickled his back, but quickly got comfortable as they both drifted off into the best sleep they'd ever had. As they slept, the black cloth lay forgotten on the floor. Another job well done. (laughs) Did you ever see the um, uh, Brave Little Toaster? (laughs) <laughs> there's a little blanket that had the electric blanket and his face is the little dial. That's what I just picture him being like. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, 
I love that's where John Lovitz is the voice of the radio. Oh, I don't even think I remember that. Remember that part when they're about to be attacked? I think it's in the junkyard and he goes, we're trapped like rats, small little rats with no hair and one leg. <laughs> Do you remember that line? I used to say it all the time when I was a kid. Do you think there's any Brave Little Toaster <laughs> fanfics? Brave Little Thruster? For sure. <laughs> there has to be. We'll find him. <laughs> Depraved Little Toaster? Depraved. <laughs> <laughs> Love and lust exposed and satisfied. The orange glow began again, the portal opening, whisking the cloth off to another world. As the portal snapped shut, the wizard shifted a little but didn't wake, sleeping deeply and dreaming of the other. Unbeknownst to them, miles away in the land of Mordor, Sauron watched the two wizards sleeping peacefully. He never could have predicted that they'd come together as one. The one glowing red eye blinked. If he'd retained any emotions at all, he might have been moved by what he had witnessed. But he was instead filled (laughs) with jealousy and rage, longing for something he would never have. He'd given up too much in his quest for power, far too much. Okay, I'm so annoyed because I was about to make a joke that the eye of Sauron was going to do like a sexy little wink. You know, like... (laughs) That, like, after seeing them, you know, both come everywhere, they'd be like, bing. (laughs) So, so mad that that was taken. And secondly, love that it is pissed that it did not get all that action. (laughs) He's angry. He wanted in. It's like, why can't this be an orc G? Come on. (laughs) I heard about the orc G. What? There's no sexual energy for me? I love the idea of, like, the black cloth lay forgotten. But it's like, as they slept, Sauron massacred the orcs (laughs) and the elves and the... (laughs) What's actually happening outside the bedroom? You see, like, Frodo. Frodo's, like, scaling the tower to the Eye of Sauron. But then, like, the black cloth. And he's just, like, humping the tower. <laughs> and then the Eye of Sauron is, like, finally, yeah, finally happy. You know? And he, like, goes from red to, like. And he's like, oh, what are we doing? Why are we fighting? The eyes are just rolling in his back of its head. Do you think if the black cloth covered Sauron's eye, it would have just diffused the whole tense situation and quest oh, for power? Sexy. As the power won't use it. Here's a beep boop. We don't have a beep boop for this, a special sound for this season, do we? I want you to do the sound of an orc beep booping. I don't remember what orcs sound like. Are they like, like, <laughs> just like grunting? <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like crazy little faces. Yeah. <laughs> that was a beep boop, Allie doing Ew, that. I hate it. What was that? Ooh. An orcus. <laughs> it was an orcus. An orcus. <laughs> Wanda Maximoff downed another shot of vodka looking around her. Oh, yes. Everybody buckle up. This is the dragon's tail. This is the tail of the dragon <laughs> to not the tail of the dragon. 300 turns and 11 miles. <laughs> white knuckled. I'm already white knuckling this story. Surrounded by the other Avengers along with a slew of strangers she didn't recognize. She didn't know why she agreed to come to Stark's party. Maybe just to get out of the house. Things just hadn't been the same without Vision. She was getting used to being alone, but it's still hit and wave sometimes. Mm. Like right now, in the midst of a crowded party, she wanted nothing more than to be back home, snuggled on the couch with Vision's arms wrapped tightly around her as they watched television and sipped wine. Her eyes began to moisten and she shook herself. She needed to get out of her head. Maybe socializing would help. She downed another shot and looked over as Loki took a seat next to her at the bar. I hate these (laughs) things, Loki said without looking at her. Far too much noise and the company is very meh. Oh, please, Wanda replied. You just don't like it because you're not the center of attention. (laughs) You're not having a good time. Hey, Sanders of attention. That was one of our rejected uh, (laughs) wedding hashtags. (laughs) You're not having a good time unless all the women are falling over themselves to get to you. She chucked a little. Chuckled a little. (laughs) She she barfed. She She did a tiny barf. (laughs) She did a little Marco on the way home. (laughs) (laughs) She chuckled a little. 
I guess that would make this party more entertaining, though. Loki smirked. Wouldn't it, though? He sighed wistfully. Alas, we'll just have to make do with what we've got. Another shot? Wanda smiled a little and nodded. They each downed their shot, and Wanda laughed a little when he used a chaser. Is something amusing to you? He asked. Stifling another giggle, she replied, No, no, it's just in my country, only children need chasers. (laughs) (laughs) God, what a burn. It's okay, though. I suppose you are quite petite. Loki looked perturbed. All right, is that how it is then? He poured another shot and downed it. She could see the effort it took for him not to make a face, and her smile grew wider. Oh, whatever. That stuff is disgusting. It must be an acquired taste. Yes, I'm sure that's it, she said. With a smirk, she got up from her chair. I think I'm drunk enough to go and mingle with all these strangers. Enjoy my disgusting drink, she said teasingly. As she made her way around the room, engaging in small talk and trying her best to remember everyone's name and not call them the wrong name, she kept meeting Loki's eyes. It's like he knew as soon as she turned her gaze his way, he'd turn to meet it. He probably thought she was staring at him. Oh, well, nothing he isn't used to anyways. And who cares, she told herself, trying not to be embarrassed. As the party began to die down, I want her to reach for a napkin and it's the black cloth. (laughs) (laughs) She grabs a little like past app. (laughs) As the party began to die down, the strangers all started to filter out. Soon it was just the main crew, the people she'd been fighting alongside and sometimes against for the last few years. They had all been through so much together. They all sat strewn around Tony's living room, drinking and reminiscing. Steve stood suddenly, obviously quite drunk. You guys, I have a great idea, he said. Why don't we play a game? Anyone up for truth or dare? Oh, I love truth or dare at a party. T or D. T or D. Tony replied, what are we, 12? No one wants to play truth or dare with you, Captain. I would. Ooh, sounds like Tony's scared, quipped Thor, <laughs> followed by everyone else. Ooh. <laughs> fine, fine, Tony said. Let's play a child's game. What could go wrong? And then they played musical chairs. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Patty cake, patty cake. They all pulled their seats closer until they were sitting in a circle around his coffee table. Wanda looked at the people she had come to call her friends. Thor with his big goofy grin. Natasha with her beautiful red hair. Almost a rival for Wanda's own red hair. Steve looking boyish and a bit naive as always. Valkyrie beer in one hand as she took yet another shot, seemingly unfazed. Tony just looked annoyed, which made Wanda smile to herself. Gamora and Quill had also flown in for the party, which surprised Wanda. She could never tell if they were together. Half the time they seemed so in love, and the other half of the time they seemed like they hated each other. Then there was quiet, sweet Bruce. He always looked so timid and unsure of himself, and he never drank. I love that Quill and Gamora flew in. Like They flew in from like another planet. <laughs> this is a big trip in. It's big. This is a big deal, this party. I'd like to thank everybody that came, even Quill and Gamora from another galaxy. Thank you. You, you guys came in from the farthest. The farthest. You win. Uh, too afraid of losing control and unleashing Hulk. And last but not least, Loki. Drinking hand and looking bored. I vote Steve starts first since it was his idea. Get a bottle and spin it and see who you're asking, Tony said. If we're doing this, we're doing it right. Do we do truth or dare with a bottle? Is that the normal way you play? In this multiverse. I guess, why not? You have to pick someone. I always thought that you just, someone had to start and then whoever they asked, ask someone else. We never, yeah. spin the bottle was just spin the bottle for us. Spin the bottle, yeah. Yeah. Not in this timeline. <laughs> I technically had my first French kiss via spin the bottle. French in front of everybody? In front of everyone. Did it surprise you that the tongue was coming? Or was the dare to French kiss? It was like the dare is a French kiss. So I knew it was coming, but I was shocked at the feeling of it because yeah. I had never done it before. But it was, Aww. yeah, in front of everyone at a party. Cute. I nailed it. <laughs> and, and it was great. I never looked back. <laughs> Never kissed any other way. (laughs) Uphill all the way. (laughs) 
Steve grabbed an empty bottle from the counter and placed it in the middle of the table, gave it a spin. Round and round it went until it stopped pointing at Loki. All right, Loki, you're up. Truth or dare, asked Steve. Loki rolled his eyes. Dare, obviously. I'm not a coward. Okay, Steve said, grinning. I dare you to kiss the most attractive person here. I love it. Loki scoffed. Easy. That's all you got? Loki began walking towards Thor, causing everyone to laugh, then turned at the last second, stooped down, and pressed his lips against Wanda's. A chorus of oohs came from the group. Wanda sat gaping for a moment before quickly shutting her mouth and clearing her throat. What a move. Yes, well, I believe it's my turn to spin, yes? Asked Loki. Yeah, that's like very suave. That was a great move, yeah. Move. I'm into it. As he gave the bottle a good spin, smiling as it landed on Thor. All right, dear brother, truth or dare? Thor looked hesitant. Duh. No, truth. I'll not be foolish enough to give you that kind of power. Loki smirked. All right, Thor. The night I got in trouble for breaking Mother's precious antique family heirloom vase, who was it? You know it wasn't me, and you'd had your friends over all weekend. I know it was one of them. Who? Loki demanded. Brother, I was sworn to secrecy. Thor replied. <laughs> <laughs> you know I can't tell you that. You entered into this game knowing what it entailed. Now answer the question, said Loki. Loki will legitimately kill whoever Thor rats out right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> like, the stakes are sort of high. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty, this could end in a death. So keep the lip zip, Thor. Uh, all right, all right, said Thor, said Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It was me. Uh-huh. <laughs> now by Lincoln, see? <laughs> Have you read my book, Green Lights? <laughs> You said you were sworn to secrecy, said Loki. What'd you do, make an oath with yourself? I was cleaning up literal shit for months because of that, and it was you this whole time? I assumed you were covering for one of your dumb friends, but I never imagined it was you who did it. Thor cut off his brother's ranting. Yes, yes, well, now you know. What's done is done. Nothing to be done about it now. My turn to spin, yes? Thor spun the bottle, landing on Natasha. He dared her to kiss the most attractive person in the room as well, assuming she'd kiss him. He was wrong. She walked right up to Wanda, smirking, and kissed her. Everyone laughed at Thor's fallen expression. <laughs> Damn, Wanda. Yeah, sheesh. Wanda's up. The, the game continued on like this. The girls teaming up against the boys. Steve had to strip down to his boxers and dance to Ice Ice Baby. Bruce had to come out of his comfort zone and sing karaoke to the first few lines of Journey. Because, I mean, who doesn't know Don't Stop Believing? Round and round they went, the dares getting sillier and sillier as the night progressed. Finally, Tony stood shirtless and tie tied around his head. All right, kitties, that's enough for me. I'm heading to bed. Pepper just texted, and I just hate to keep her waiting. Lindsay, that's how you wear your Gryffindor okay, that's tie, where it by goes. the way. Okay. It goes on your head. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's where it goes, not the neck. <laughs> It's different when it's sexy. <laughs> I get it. I've never done cosplay before, but I get it. I'll listen. Sexy now. Yeah, it's sexier that way. As Tony took his leave, heading up to his room on the floor above, everyone muttered by and started to collect their things. It was almost two in the morning, and who knew what the day would bring? They needed their beauty sleep. Wanda found her purse and went to leave as well. She went to grab the doorknob and instead grabbed someone's hand, Loki. They had both reached for it at the same time, but he'd been a little quicker. She quickly pulled back her hand. Sorry, she muttered. He chuckled, no worries. I don't mind it when beautiful women touch me. Dang. He stumbled, my, he corrected himself, my hands. I don't mind when beautiful women touch my hands. She felt herself flush a little. What was wrong with her? She felt like a schoolgirl with a crush. She couldn't have a crush, could she? Certainly she didn't have a crush on Loki. No, no, it had to just be the alcohol and the leftover gaiety from truth or dare. She'd actually had fun. She couldn't remember the last time she'd laughed. It felt good. Loki held the door open for her and followed, shutting the door securely behind him. Stepping out into the street, they looked at each other and both started to try and speak at the same time. They chuckled nervously. 
Would you like to walk me home? I know you can take care of yourself, but would you like the company? Loki asked. Wanda shrugged. Sure, why not? They began their walk, neither of them walking quite straight, but that was to be expected. Loki looked at her a bit hesitantly before asking, so how are you? You know, with everything that happened and losing vision, things must have been really hard. <laughs> Wanda was taken, this, you guys, this is so- For play, for play. <laughs> it's like, uh, Loki, you are headed in the right direction, buddy. Like, hop off this grief train. Everything else has just <laughs> been like, bang, 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 and now we're getting like, lots of- There was that guy that died, so. Yeah, <laughs> lots of context. <laughs> Wanda was taken aback for a moment. She hadn't expected something like that from Loki, the prankster, the selfish god who cared for no one but himself. Um, well, you know, I'm doing as well as you would expect. Some days are harder than others. It's worse when I'm at home. Everything reminds me of him. Sometimes I think I hear him, even though I know he's not there. But I'm, I'm coping, she replied honestly. Loki's mouth formed a tight line. I can sort of understand. When my mother died, every time I went back home, I expected to see her rushing out to greet me with open arms. Black cloth, it's your cue. Black cloth. Black cloth. Black cloth. Black cloth. SOS. Black cloth. Black cloth at 500. Woo. Caging the black cloth. Caging the black cloth. The black cloth was like flying in, but then it was like some so sorry here about vision, then it. Took a couple steps backwards. Like, oh, like, oh, not the minute. Too soon. Is this not, not a good time? Oh, not a good time for six I should have done it earlier during Truth and Hair. Yeah, I missed my whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you had a window for crying out loud. He just kept waiting. I dare you to put this black cloth on your foot. <laughs> he like comes in to spin the bottle, hoping no one will notice. Oh, I dare you. He's dressed as someone else. With the uh, nose and the mustache, like over <laughs> the fabric. Just the cloth. <laughs> it's, it's giving Arby's oven mitt. It's full. It is. Uh, even knowing she was gone, there was still this expectant feeling every single time. Loki finished. Wanda was surprised when she looked up to see his eyes moistening. He cleared his throat suddenly. Mm, yeah, it does get a bit easier with time, but there's always that ache. I truly hope that your ache dulls. You enjoy yourself tonight, though. I don't think I've seen you laugh at all since before everything, you know? It was nice to see you enjoying yourself. Maybe you should come around more often. Wanda smiled. Yeah, I think you're right. I've been spending too much time alone, stuck in my head. As they neared her place, she began to slow. I don't, I'm not, I'm not ready to go back home yet. Can we go somewhere else? I don't want to be in my apartment alone tonight. I've had a really good night. And if I go up there, she trailed off. Oh, um, of course. It's after two, so everything is pretty much closed, said Loki. But there's an ice cream shop by my flat. Convenient. <laughs> 2 a.m. ice cream. Okay. Yeah, all the bars are closed, you see, but ice cream's open late. It makes sense. <laughs> if you'd like, we can grab some ice cream and go up to my place and find something ridiculous to watch, maybe. Keep your mind off things and maybe even get you laughing again. Oh, sweet. Loki is a doll. I have to say, he's tender. He's really navigating this intense conversation with just like, yeah, so tenderly. I've never seen the side of you, she said. It's nice. He smiled. You're welcome. And don't tell the others that. I don't want them thinking I'm a nice person. They might try to ask me for favors and to do boring things with them, he said teasingly. Don't worry, Wanda said. Your secret is safe with me. The end. Because the black cloth is just like flying around. <laughs> the black cloth is just lingering on the outskirts of this conversation. Does not know how to insert himself right now. The black cloth like needs a break maybe. He's been doing a lot. <laughs> just watching the show. <laughs> yes, he's tired. <gasps> He actually knew. He's like, I should have stepped in earlier, but I am so exhausted from Saramon yeah. and Gandog <laughs> that I can't, I can't even imagine Pound Town again. Guys, I'm just going to take one night off. It's like following them on their walk, but then assuming the shapes of things that are like close by, it's like a little rose, you know, curled up into a rose. Or like <laughs> he keeps waiting. The shape of a parking meter. No. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he needs some PTO, some pound time off. <laughs> well, let's sing. Whoa. Whew. Let us sing. Whew. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your Wanda up or down? down. <laughs> Woo! Okay, guys. I mean, I'll go first. My wand is up because of Gandong and Saramon. Definitely. And this like sweet side of Loki. Yeah, I'm saying up. I know the Black Cloth has plans. Yes. I trust. Yes. Trust. Same. Uh, mine is also up. I love that we got Gandong and Saramon. That might be our <laughs> first geriatric pairing. I'm just, I'm all about it. I love it. People yeah. embrace sex. Our first white butt hair. It is. White butt hair. <laughs> embrace sex at any age. I love that their libido is going strong. And that, yeah, they had like some tension in their relationship and you were able to come together. God, the black cloth makes magic wherever it goes. I mean, wow. And then I like this tender slow burn of Wanda and Loki and the suave move that he pulled in Truth or Dare. So- I'm excited. I think we're going to really end with, uh, obviously, a bang. I mean, how could we not? Bunch of bangs. Oh, yeah. This is the second to last. Penultimate. Penultimate. Yeah. I will say that I love Barbara's writing and the fact that they recognize realities of all these fandoms. You know, it's like in The Witcher, like somebody died, you know, or <laughs> like here, like Sauron, like just because it's Bang City is not going to settle his quest to take down the world. So- <laughs> Right. And like, you know, in this time, you know, Wanda is still morning vision and that needs to be addressed. So it is as sexy and serious at the same time. And I love those hints that ground us in the fandom. And yeah, Wanda way up, portal way open for all this. I loved the Saramon and Gandong scene. Perfect. It's great. I'm having so much fun. This really is the tale of the dragon. I know. I really don't want this story to end. This has been a blast. I love just hopping to different fandoms every week. It's just, it's like the way I want to read a story. Should we reread it for season 22? <laughs> we need to find another multiverse for, we really for a do. crossover for 22. Yeah, I want to do another crossover. I love it. So fun. Well, thank you guys for listening to all of our personal stories. I just to like get tender for a second. Allie and I were friends for a few years before the pod. But we became close, close with Danny through that. Like, it's just so wild to think that we're experiencing all these, like, milestones and big life moments together. And we were brought together by this show. And so thanks for letting us gush. You guys are part of why we're all close and get to do this and laugh together every week. So we love you. And it's just so great. I love that. And they really watched our relationship evolve. It's a trio. Yeah. Like it really unfolded right before their ears. <laughs> totally. So yeah, that's really cool. And each of our own, right? Because you had met Caleb, I had met Marco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allie's eyebrows still separate. <laughs> <laughs> eyebrows have remained intact. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, next week is the finale. So excited. And we will see you guys then. Perfect. Stay, what is it, Lindsay? Stay. Stay sexy. Get horny. Get horny. Love it. Great. As we always say. As we always say. <laughs> Signing off. Bye, everyone. For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. 
Once you're in, <laughs> check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals. 